Have you ever been in a situation or position where you're waiting for a call that will change your life forever? Uh, maybe a uh, cancer test that you did a few months or a few days ago and waiting for your doctor to call you to let you, hey, the result is negative. Or maybe a claim that you put to your bank uh, about an uh, airline ticket that you bought, you're unable to travel, especially during COVID, and you're waiting for the airline to give you a call to confirm, to confirm you that your claim has moved forward and you get the refund back. Yeah, I've had the same situation where I've been waiting for a call, probably that will change my life, especially as a single guy. When I change numbers uh, with the girl that I meet on the street, so my goal is that I'm waiting, you know, waiting, holding my phone in my hands, waiting for her to call or waiting for her to send me a text. Not only that, I remember uh, a few years ago when I was in Haiti and I applied to come to Canada for my permit, my study permit, and I was waiting for a call from the immigration that will change my life forever. And I remember days by days, I was holding my phone in my hands, checking my emails at many times a day to know exactly if I got the visa. Hopefully that happened. Yeah, I got the call uh, from the immigration saying that, hey, Victor, you have approved to come to Canada. That was a great day for me. And I was so happy. I remember that day I called Rico and said, hey, Rico, I got the visa. Now I can come to Canada. I remember on the call, Rico told me one thing. He said, hey, Victor, your life will change forever. And at that time, when he told me that, I'm like, what is he talking about? What are you, what are you saying my life will change forever? But when I look back to when, uh, when I look back to when I was in Haiti and looking at the time in Canada, especially you can see in the picture that you see two people, I mean, same me, two different pictures. It's like, this picture, I took this picture, one of these pictures, the one to the left when I was in Haiti, and I took this one four years after I, I, I live in Canada. You can see the big difference, right? So this is the time that we realized when Rico told me that my life would change for her, he was right. But at the time, I didn't know what he meant by that. So, friend, I can tell you, today I'm not here to talk about us saying that a call, waiting for a call that would change our life. But um, I want to talk about, we have a call, God has called us to change others' life. So we can go to some uh, Bible verses to know exactly what's going on. Especially, we're going to go to Luke 5, verse 1 to 11. I'm going to read verse 1 and go on and, and so on. Verse 1, and it happened that while the crowd was pressing it on on him and hearing the word of God, we were standing beside the lake of Genesiah. Genesiah. So before we go deeper in that, I want to ask a question. Who, who are these people? Who were these people? So the, the commentary talks about these people. These are people who are thirsty. People who are looking for the word of God. No, these people, they were looking for something, something they, have, they, have been, they had been looking for. They were able to listen to it from the mouth of Jesus Christ. So also, I want to look at the place where that happened, that was happening at the time. As the Luke says that that was happening in Genesaret and the lake. So when I, you can see the map where exactly where Jesus was standing on the boat talking or teaching these people. 
Verse 2 says, And he saw two boats, they are, the, they are, they are, they are at the saw of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing the nets. Verse 3, He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put the out of to put out of uh, out of a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowd from the boat. But verse twelve. But when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, "Put out the deep water, and let it down. You net for the catch." Verse five. Simon answered. He said, "Master." We have worked all night long, but we have caught nothing yet. At your word, I will let the net down. Imagine you after work, working very hard, you know, exhausted, and a random person just showed up to you and said, hey, put down your net again. I'm not lying. If that were me, I will say, hey, dude, I don't know where you're coming from. I don't know you. Please leave me alone. I don't want to do it because imagine you, I'll be, I mean, I'll be tired working all night long without catching anything, and just a random person just showed up to me and tell me to throw my net in the, in the river. I mean, basically, that's what I would say. Dude, leave me alone. I don't know you. Please, I don't want to do that work anymore. Please go away. I don't even know where you're coming from. But, you know, Simon didn't do it like that. I mean, as a human being, I'll do the same. I will do it, but Simon didn't do it like that. Simon listened. Even though he didn't know just who Jesus Christ was, but he trusted to what he told him. So let's look at Simon's decision. In slide one, we can see Simon's decision. That there are three things that we can learn from Simon's decision. The first one is obedient. You know? Simon didn't let him, his hunger hole, his, uh, while he was tired, his tiredness, to, to, uh, to tell him, Hey, Jesus Christ, I don't want to do it. But what he did, he listened. He opened himself. He obeyed what Jesus Christ told him. The second thing that we can learn from that, willingness to learn, right? Sometimes we don't know everything. We have to open ourselves to let people telling us how we can do things. And often that what people tell us, it comes true, right? We need to open ourselves to learn from that. That's just what Simon did. He open himself to learn from Jesus Christ. And the third one in the slide that we can see, faith. Simon believed in what Jesus Christ was saying. Maybe the teaching that he was, while he was teaching the people and Simon was in the boat, Simon felt like there was something great Jesus Christ was saying. So we can see there's a step of faith during Simon's, Simon's action. The reason I'm saying that is just, it's like, for me, Jesus Christ was a random person. So we can go back to see there's no any connection between Simon and him. This is the way, the first time that Simon was going to mention Jesus Christ. So let's go to verse 6. And when they had gone this, they caught so many fish at that their nets were beginning to break. Imagine you, right? So many fish at the time. And verse 17, so they signaled their partners and the other boat to come and help them. And they came to fill the boat, the both boats, and that they and that they began to sink. Imagine it, began to sink. You remember those guys at the night, they didn't get anything. 
all of a sudden, a random person just came to them and told them to just dip the nets. And they obey and listen. And this is, this is what happened. Verse 8 says, But when Simon, and, when Simon Peter saw it, they fell down in Jesus Christ's name, saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. Verse 9. And I want to stop here for one second in verse 9, where Simon just put, go down in his knees and say, God, go away, I'm a sinner. Sometimes a human being will let our situation lead who we are, not really focusing in what God has told who we are. God, God has defined our identity, not the situation where we are. But often we look at the situation, not what God has told. But today I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, no matter, where, no matter where you are in life, don't let the situation in your life define who you are because God has already defined who you are. Yes, I know we all can go through bad moments in life. We call we all the bad things, but the bad things that are happening or we're doing doesn't define. We always have a choice. We can always move forward to that. And also... When we look at the Genesis, and we can see how God has defined our identity. Our call is to God work. God has called us to do to work. I mean, when I say work, helping people, serve, and taking care of others, right? And one of the things that in, in Genesis, God said, hey, I asked you to go save others. I'm asking you to go caring for others. The Bible doesn't really say it like that, but this is what I take from when God has called us to do. No, he sent us a way to serve those, those who can, those probably in need, and those who voiceless, helpless, who needed help. I think God has called us to just taking care of these people. God has called us to serve them. I would like to... I would like us to think about these two questions that I have for you, for you guys. Why do we have to accept the calling that God, the call that God has for us? And what does it feel like to accept our calling? I know these are the very deep questions, but why? Later on, I'm going to talk about them. Why do we have, and what does that mean to accept our calling? But before that, I just want to share two quotes with you. One is by Sandra Crack said, answering the call of God is not something we do after detail. Detail have been let out. Nor is it something we do because others want us to do it. It is something we do because we know it's right. Because we love him. Accepting the call that God gave us just because we want to show him that God, I love you because I love you. I want to follow the call that you have for me, and I trust you. Because I'm pretty sure that the call that God has for us, it's always the good call. Call that we can take care of those who are in need, caring for people. And there's another quote by Tom Ziegler. God called us not to be successful, but to be significant. When we focus on significance, success is often part of the package. I think these are the things that we need to focus on it. 
what is our call? What does call what does God call us to? To friends, as we are approaching the new year, I would like to ask you to start thinking about what is my call? What is God calling me to do? Especially here in in Oprah, as we're thinking about expansion. The, the, the ministry, expansion, the, the, the building. What does, call, what does God call you to do in that? Is God calling you to invest more in the expansion of the building? Or is God calling you to be part of the youth group that we have in the church? I'm pretty sure that you guys have a lot of knowledge that you can bring to the, to the youth group to help the kids, to help the youth in the church. But have you, have you found exactly where exactly what God is calling you? Have you made that decision? I think a lot of time that we need to step in and say, hey, you know what? I feel like God has put that in my heart. I need to step in and help. And God always looking for you to help because you have a talent. You have a skill that God has given you to serve his ministry. But today I'm encouraging you to start thinking about it. Start thinking about the next year. What is it? Where I'm gonna do what I'm gonna how I'm gonna invest my time in God's ministry. How I'm gonna invest my money, the money that God has given me, the work that, that God has given me, how I'm gonna invest those things, how I'm gonna how I'm gonna take my call. As I have a story to tell you about my friend Rico, whom you guys know. Rico was graduated from Abu Dhabi College in after a few or one year, he and Mandy decided to go to Haiti to do ministry. He decided to go to Haiti just because God has called him to go help those people in Haiti who were looking for someone, a leader, to lead them closer to God. When, when, when I looked at Rico has left all the opportunities that he had in Canada, living a best life, I would say, I mean, when I say best, I compare it to living in Haiti, a country we have insecurity, we don't have water, we don't have electricity, we, don't, we have nothing. Rico has had decided to leave everything behind him to follow the call God, that God has for him. I think this is one of the examples that we can take to say, hey, I'm not worried about anything, but God has called me to, to do something, and I'm going to step up or step in to, do, to accept the call and make a difference in life of those people. During the time that I, Rico, that I met Rico in his ministry in Haiti, and I took part of his ministry, and I was able to serve a bunch of the young people to, to, be, to bring them closer to God. And I'm, I'm so happy. Those of the kids that I work with, those, those kids who never been to church, who had some terrible uh, family experiences and stuff like that, but... I didn't stay away saying that, hey, that's not my thing. I'm not going to invest my time. I'm not going to do it. But I step in. I accept the call God has for me, and I step in. I made so many uh, differences in the, in, the, in the youth life. And recently, I have one of the youth that I was pastoring in Haiti. He just released uh, a music video uh, and a song, which is, um, I'm, I was so happy to see that. I was able to, I mean, to be part of someone's life, that I was able to bring him closer to God. These are the things that God has called us to do. 
friends, brothers and sisters. Step in and make a difference in somebody, someone's life. This is one thing that I want to leave you with today. Friends and, and brothers and sisters, sometimes we're wondering ourselves, what is, what is God is calling me to do? And what does this call mean? Sometimes we even lost our intention because we don't even know what God has called us to do. But today I'm telling you, it doesn't matter what you do. God has called us to step in, change the situation. It doesn't matter what you do, but the most important, you need to step in and help those who are in need and those who are voiceless. May God bless you.